Good Monday morning and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm Sage Miller, your host for today. Starting tomorrow, reporter Dayton Olander will be your host for the week. Before we dive in, a disclaimer. The first story we discuss involves mental health struggles pertaining to the LGBTQ community, more specifically the transgender community. If this topic strikes negative emotions, we recommend skipping ahead about six minutes until you hear my voice again. You've heard the news. Utah banned transgender girls from participating in school sports. The impact of that law is already being felt. A 13-year-old transgender swimmer is quitting the sport as a result of the law. Additionally, experts warn the trans sports ban could fuel bullying and derail mental health among LGBTQ youth. Education reporter Courtney Tanner and State Watch reporter Kim Bejorquez talked to politics editor Jeff Parrott about their respective stories. Courtney, Kim, thanks for hanging out with The Daily Buzz today. Uh, Courtney, I want to, my first question is for you. I understand you spent a little time last week reporting from a pool, which is not typically where you report from on the education beat. Can you tell us a little bit why you were there and what your story is about? That's right. Um, Yeah, I was at a swimming pool last week um, meeting with a 13-year-old who is transgender and was swimming for a competitive club team. Yeah, so she actually left swimming because of the state's ban, and this was the first time that she got back in the pool um, just just to swim again, just to see and remember what it felt like. And what was it like? She, you know, is right at home in the water. I mean, she's just a really good swimmer. I mean, it's, it's kind of sounds cheesy, but it's, it's really beautiful to, to see her cut through the water. Um, I kept comparing it to like ballet, like it was just so graceful. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's colored by her hurt, um, over this band. So she has voluntarily decided to leave her club team where she could have competed for one more year. Um, but then when she got to high school, she would have been banned. So she decided to, to leave now to, to deal with the pain now, rather than kind of wait for the inevitable to happen. Um, so even, you know, her in the pool still had that kind of tinge of, of pain really. And the ban we're talking about is house bill 11 that, uh, was passed by lawmakers against governor Cox's veto, this legislative session that bans transgender girls from participating in sports of the sexual identity they identify with. Is that correct? Um, Somewhat, yeah. So it's um, under their gender identity, um, their preferred gender identity. And then um, they can participate in school sports, like on a team. The caveat is that they can't compete. So they could like go to practices with their teammates, but like when it comes to like a swim meet, for instance, in this case, they'd have to like get out of the water. Kim, you've done some recent reporting on how this ban and bills like it across the country could affect uh, transgender youth and kids in these sports. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so um, I I wanted to share the findings of a January poll conducted by the Trevor Project, which is a nonprofit focused on suicide prevention among LGBTQ kids. That poll found that nearly two thirds of LGBTQ surveyed said that debates surrounding state laws that restrict the rights or limit the rights of transgender people have impacted their mental health in a negative way. I also talked to two um, 
two clinicians, um, you know, who specialize in mental health disparities among the LGBTQ community. And, you know, they are concerned that this could impact their mental health. It could, it, you know, in a negative manner, it could um, increase their risk for suicide. It could feel more bullying in schools. And mental health experts are just concerned about what message this type of legislation sends to children. Courtney, did the athlete you talked to mention this at all or talk about how she's kind of processed the last month? You know, she talked about just feeling incredibly hurt by the legislature's um, decision here, honestly. Um, you know, it, it forced her in a way to, to move away from the pool that she loved, that was a safe space for her, you know, where she had friends and teammates that were supportive. And now she doesn't feel welcome there anymore. Courtney, I think you talked to um, the girls coach. What did they have to say about the bill and the ban and how that's affected the team? Yeah, her coach, you know, was was similarly upset. This coach actually oversees both of the, the two transgender girls that are known to compete in Utah sports right now. Um, so she coaches this younger 13 year old that I talked to, and she also coaches a girl that's in high school. And she said, you know, that she's upset that it affects two girls that, that aren't a threat to the sport and, and aren't a threat to women's athletics and, you know, just, just not a harm that people see here. Kim, in your reporting, I remember in your story, there was uh, someone you talked to from a, an adult sports league that mentioned that sports can be like a safe harbor for folks that are struggling with mental illness or anything else that's going on in their lives. Can you tell us a little bit more about that interview? Yeah, so I spoke to Jacob Buck, um, who is a commissioner for an LGBTQ sports league for adults in Salt Lake City called Stonewall Sports. And he said that when he moved to Salt Lake City from Chicago, he found that there just wasn't a lot to do in terms of, um, you know, gatherings for, you know, LGBTQ individuals outside of bars in the city. So he decided to um, start this chapter. And since their launch in 2019, they've had over 1,400 participants. And his mission really was to start a sports league that accepts everyone where people don't feel judged and where they just welcome people regardless of their backgrounds. Kim, Courtney, thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you. Thanks, Kim and Courtney, for your reporting on these issues. You can read both of those stories on sltrib.com. Next, reporter Brian Mathley has a wild story on how he got documents outlining Utah's plan to swap land with Bears Ears. This is Brian Mathley, the Salt Lake Tribune writer who covers public lands. And for the last few months, I've been reporting on a proposal by the State Trust Lands Administration in Utah to swap tens of thousands of acres the state owns inside the Bears Ears National Monument. And we, because it's such a sensitive matter politically, it's been very hard to, to get the documents. But I did obtain a list of the parcels that the State Trust Lands Administration's seeking to acquire in Utah in exchange for its, you know, 130,000 or so acres inside the monument. Uh, we don't have a newsroom anymore. So I was, uh, I work in public places and sometimes people recognize me and they sit down and ask me what I'm up to. And 
this one person I know saw me Thursday uh, at a uh, undisclosed location. <laughs> and we started talking. He saw that on my computer screen, I had a, a map of the the lands that Sitla was going to trade with the BLM. And he excused themselves for a minute and he came back with a document that gave a list of all 81 parcels uh, that Sitla's proposing to trade into for various reasons. Some have helium, some have oil and gas, some are good for residential development. We have posted that document with our story about the proposed swap. Thanks, Brian. And finally, Easter is over, but a trend seems to continue every year. People buy baby ducks from a supply store for dirt cheap, then drop them off at a neighborhood pond after they don't feel like being a duck parent anymore. Water and land reporter Leah Larson spoke with animal advocates about the harms of people ditching ducklings. Additionally, under Utah law, dropping off a pet duck at a pond is considered animal cruelty, so don't do that. You know where you can read Leah's full story. That's right, sltrib.com. And that's it for today. You can find new episodes of The Daily Buzz on your favorite podcast app. And a hearty thank you to the one and only Joel Cardenas for editing today's episode. And big shout out to Salt Lake City's own The Pelicans for our music. Thanks for hanging out with me this past week. We'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs>